where someone came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I don't even think I've orgasmed before ever until you had your toy. And that's like not even uncommon. Because if you knew what you liked yourself, right, and you were um, comfortable with the conversation to let them know what you like and everything like that, it's going to be a lot easier than just expecting someone to like magically (laughs) do what you like, you know? G'day everyone and welcome to Finding Space. Today we're talking about sex toys. Yes, sex toys. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about something a bit quirky. (laughs) So coming along with me is a great episode coming up. Today I'm speaking with Viv and Joe from Girls Get Off. Girls Get Off is a female sex toy brand aimed at normalizing female pleasure and creating an entry into female sex toys for those young and old who haven't explored such toys in the past. In today's episode, we talk about normalizing female pleasure, what's involved in developing such products and creating a brand that truly listens to their customers. And finally, we talked about how to get started with sex toys in the bedroom. So giddy up, let's have some fun. And so I give you Viv and Joe. Viv and Joe, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you both here. Thanks so much for having us. Okay. How did you guys get into this space? Give me the story. How did you end up with Girls Get Off? I need to know. (laughs) Well, it was during lockdown. Um, Viv was around on the driveway having a couple of um, drinks. And I think we've always, Viv and I have always spoken business, I think. Um, we'd known each other for a few years prior to that and yeah we're just kind of on the same page when it comes to business and stuff so whenever you know an idea pops up for either of us where we seem to just start the conversation going this idea was slightly different to the ones that we've had in the past but um as soon as we started looking into it, it was so obvious the gap in the market at the time there was literally nothing even the brands that are out there now just weren't around at the time to provide that non-CD feel with sex toys as well as just the conversation around masturbation and stuff like that. You know, it was all taboo. There was nowhere to buy sex toys where you felt comfortable. And, yeah, I think women empowerment just started really becoming a big thing. Um, so, yeah, we definitely saw a massive opportunity down that road for sexual wellness as well and a good brand what was that conversation in the driveway like like take me there (laughs) I think I think Joe just said "Mm, I think we should start selling sex toys like I feel like that's what that's what (laughs) Joe said to me and I was like oh yeah because I think at the time we had I, I would say that um anyone who's involved in marketing and Joe and I would say I would say we're quite strong marketers. You, you've got to be like an observer of what's happening in the world around you. And I think when we started talking about this, like Joe said, there just wasn't an option for what girls get offers now. And actually, if we looked at the products that were trending at the time, it was like, why are they trending? They're not trending because anyone's actively marketing these properly as they would any other female brand. It's because it's word of mouth or they've seen viral reviews or it's been a bit funny. So mm, I think that's where the conversation started for us. 
Yeah, I think I guess we've always been pretty open people as well. I know I, <laughs> I'm open towards like Bev and my group of girlfriends around me and stuff like that, but not so very different to, you know, I have been brought up in a world that's like open conversation, you know. And um, so I think it was pretty easy for us to just dive right in. And I think, yeah, it wasn't long until we were doing some um, product research online with a few wines and um, honestly, like, some of the funniest times of my life have come from starting this brand. It's, it was an, an eye-opener, that's for sure. What, what was the product <laughs> research like? Like how did you conduct that? Um, <laughs> I think we were like so many of our audience at the time, like so many of our audience are new to sex toys mm. and, um, you know, we were no different type of thing. So when we went online and, you know, there's, 574 products for her and stuff and you start going through and Viv and I were just like in shock there's fisting gloves online and they're they're like these black leather gloves and the um I don't know if you're recording video on this but the um (laughs) the hand model was like this kind of like hand pointed up and then the other photo was like a fist and we were like literally on the floor dying with laughter and then and then Viv was like oh my gosh they're sold out and then so we were like (laughs) crying even more and then we started reading the reviews and it like opened us up to this world of okay there are people so comfortable talking about sex and stuff Mm. you know and um yeah we wanted to we wanted to find a way to do that to the masses kind of and in a really I do believe we do it in a really tasteful way. You know, we are very, uh, what's the word, Viv? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're very creative and open. Yeah, and I think from the I think from the get-go, our, our whole brand has been like, we don't want to be a joke brand and it can be really easy to fall mm-hmm. over into the kind of like crude, crassy kind of realm and it just gets a bit gross. But we were like, how can we, we just want to, we just want to bring people together with humour so it makes them feel more comfortable about it. Like I think when, you know, I remember that time and Joe and I were just dying, like looking at all these different products and it's like, that's way too overwhelming for a beginner. And like the, the, get into that like later down the track like there's a place for that but for our customer we're like just like we were we're like we're not ready we just want to buy a vibrator like we don't we're not ready for the you know tier two three four five six it's like we just want the entry level and when you when there's too much choice it's like this freaks me out it doesn't make me feel good um yeah and to joe's point if we can not make it gross with our humor but make it a bit fun then it kind of eases people into it a little bit more Mm. yeah i think it's really important in this space because it's well, certainly in the health space, in the space wherein uh, it's so easy to get really serious sometimes, and that just won't work with what you guys are doing. You know, it just it has to be fun, it has to be light, it has to be easy, because that's the kind of energy that you're going to bring into the space, whether you're using it yourself or with, with a partner or whatever that might be. Anyway, I think that needs to kind of carry through. I think you guys do that really well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure you know. So we get stopped in public so much now I know I do anyway around New Zealand and you just think like before girls get off can almost guarantee you these people wouldn't be going up to a stranger and talking about their sex life you know but they're just so because we make it so open they're just like come up and talk about it and you know so it's working it's Mm. yeah Mm. Yeah, it's really cool yeah and it's so important it's such a 
thing that just doesn't get spoken about. Certainly in, in the male world, I know that to be true and I've heard it to be true in the female world as well. You know, it's not something that you really talk about. Like, oh, my partner put her finger in my butt and it felt great whilst I was, you know, ejaculating. I thought guys talk about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, from my experience, I'm just some dude from the suburbs in Eastern Melbourne. That's where I spent most of my life. <laughs> and from my experience, yeah. it was more like it would come across from like a bragging point of view as opposed uh, to yeah, this like yeah. beautiful, deep experience that you shared with someone, you know? Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's great bringing the light to that stuff and I love the fact that you get pulled over on the street talking about vibrators. That's that's excellent. <laughs> yeah, A girl literally waited outside the toilets of the airport because she saw me go in. No way. Like, <laughs> 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 so funny. That is great, so yeah. yeah. Um, all right, cool. Talk me through some of the products that you guys have. Uh, I really want to hear your, your take on them because there's some uh, – there's some good ones there and who knows, maybe some people listening may not have come across them before and we can shine some light on them. Sure. So our first product, when we, when we, again, when we started the business, like one of the biggest problems that we saw in the market was that it was too overwhelming. So as you know, like there was, it's not like choosing a movie. It's not like, Oh, I've never had a vibrator before. I know exactly which one to choose out of the 500 different types or, Oh, I think I'll like that one. Like it's too hard. So we thought, okay, for the sake of our business and to validate it and for the sake of um, keeping them things simple. So our audience doesn't get confused. Let's just start with one toy. Mm -hmm. So the toy that we started with was the Missy Mini. So it's got a like um, clitoral vacuum. So it's supposed to imitate say oral sex, for example, Um, and similar products in the market would be like the Womanizer Satisfier Pro, um, they all have a similar function. Um, ours is a bit quieter, smaller. We like to think it's a lot cuter and sleeker, something you could leave on your bedside table and not be um, worried about. Right. Um, we've also recently just launched our new toy TIFF. So TIFF is like a, it's an internal and external vibrator at the same time. So um, half of it goes inside you. It's got some G-spot stimulation and then half of it is just a little bit like the Missy Mini with the um, vacuum function. But you can also, it's flexible. So you could also just use half of it at a time and we've got some other cool vibrators in the works which are underway at the moment but um, right now the other products which we've just released are cleanies our intimate wipes so whether you want to clean your toys or yourself before getting down with it and also our lube so we have released a water-based lube that's safe for toys and bodies Mm, nice Nice. Did I miss oh. anything? That's it, isn't it, Joe? No, I'd just be cleaning up afterwards as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Um, how do you guys balance the the product development side of it, but also the the mental side of it, as in breaking that stigma and getting people more comfortable to talk about this stuff, especially given what you guys do seems to me to be targeted towards people who are starting in this space. You know, so they haven't got their 13 level different options yeah how, like how do you guys do you put equal effort into both i'm just curious how you do that because i think both are equally important you gotta have a great product but then the message needs to be right to land with those people you know yeah definitely i mean we're getting a great team behind us now because there's probably a hundred more different things going on behind the scenes <laughs> apart from just product development and the socials and stuff yeah, we've, how do we balance it, Viv? I've started taking anti-anxiety medication. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just knowing which levers to pull when, right? Like and just being really aware of like customer feedback and so on. Like, for example, our um, new toy TIFF, like, look, we would have 
preferred to release a toy in February 2022, not October 2022. So <laughs> although we're working on stuff in the background, it doesn't always um, go to plan. So I guess for us, it's just figuring out what's the most important right now. How can we stay true to like our values and our strategy to make sure that Girls Get Off is still moving in the direction that we want it to in terms of normalising female pleasure, you know, entertaining people, growing our audience, um, but also then, you know, from a business point of view, making sure we've got sales and, you know, we're a sustainable business. So um, I guess, yeah, to Joe's point, there's a lot of things kind of moving around, but yeah. I guess, I guess in terms of the balance, yeah, we know we need a good product and Joe and I are probably quite hard on ourselves because we, like, we'll do it and we're like, oh, it can still be better. Like, and there's still things that we want to change and, like, this is not it. This is, like, just the very, very beginning for us. Um, but then at the same time, we're still, like, we've just got to market it and get it out there. So it's a, it's yeah. a happy balance, I guess. Mm. I think in terms of balance as well, uh, I couldn't, I definitely couldn't do it with anyone else other than Viv. I think our skills and our differences, which we're like polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, like that gives us such a great balance as well, you know. So definitely helps. But no, there's been a lot of challenges, but we have grown as a great as a brand because of the challenges as well. Definitely have been pushed uh, with our marketing and everything like that because we've only had one toy for so long. Mm. And yeah, so it's all it's all kind of been a positive. I mean, um, it would be fantastic if we could actually get over to China or you know travel kind of places um, to make the process a bit easier for us. But it is what it is at the moment, and we just run with it. Oh uh, yeah, I totally resonate with that. It's the same challenges with us. You know, you we're developing some saunas at the moment, and you think, oh, but if we could just do this. You know, and it's like, I've really had to like curb my enthusiasm on some things and say, Alex, you know what? That's just going to be version two, man. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to get a product to market and it's still going to be great. um, But understanding how to like iterate that, it sounds like you guys have been coming up against similar challenges sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think you have to just like the longer you put something off, then the less breathing room you have to, you know, if you just can move a bit quicker. It's just got to be a little bit better than the competition or there's got to be some kind of kind of difference there so that people want to buy from you. Then just roll with it and you can get yourself some breathing space mm-hmm. and then you can make the changes later. And But in the meantime, yeah, get the sales and stuff happening first. Mm. Are you guys selling worldwide? Um, <laughs> kind of. So we've always had um, Australian and US shipping available on the website, but we haven't actively marketed to their yet um we've just launched had a launch for tiff in australia to that's our next push is australia and then yeah we'll we'll look at the states in six months oh it's i have no idea where we're at but about mid next year i think our plan is to we're start. somewhere in 2022 I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by found space australia and new zealand's premium infrared sauna company Ready to sauna? Ready to take your health to a higher level? Make your home a place of wellness with FoundSpace. Visit foundspace.com.au or foundspace.co.nz to learn more. I want to talk about, you mentioned earlier about, Viv, you mentioned about normalizing female pleasure and I want to go there, but before we get there, like, like how do you guys actually develop some of these products so as an example like you've just launched the tiff 
great. And to me, I look at that and I see like lots of curves. It's quite a unique shape. How do you, how do you get clear on like that shape? How do you, how do you create that? What is it based on? How do you get fever? I'm just curious on this whole process. Cause for us, <laughs> we like, we've kind of got a square room and we just kind of create it and change it and shape it and do what we need to do. But I feel like it'd be quite different in your case. So I'm really curious <laughs> how that works. Yeah, I guess that like we look at a number of different things. The first being like, I guess it comes back to listening to your customer, like look at what's happening in the market. But then also, you know, just from like a stats point of view, just understanding that the majority of women need clitoral stimulation to orgasm. So that's like a great starting point. So in terms of our like beginning products, um, I think we're going to see, well, we'll see more uptake in that say from like a, beginning vibrator point of view perhaps than um, something different. We also, uh, we don't want to be like one of the things that we identified is that we don't want to be intimidating. So we want this to, like I said, be able to sit on your bedside table. So for us, like the actual visuals of it need to look appealing, but also you don't want someone to be like frightened by your toy. So, you know, in the market, there's different things for different people, but we just understand who our customer is and like, you know, what are they what kinds of things are they after and what things they're more receptive to. And obviously lots of product testing. So making sure that the gals and the team are always um, <laughs> trying new things out because, um, yeah, there's many wild and wonderful things out there. It's the one like taking ownership of that. She, we often get parcels of vibrators for the team arrive and there's like, Use these, test these. Yeah, you have to test them. I'm like, everyone's different. You've got to test, you know, and then I'm sure we'll get, we've just had like some initial shipments out of TIFF and I'm sure we'll get feedback around what that is like for people and we may change or not change things based on that feedback as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, simple as that. We're the same. Oh, yep. All right, everyone, start using this sauna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or even yeah. just even just like if you have a collection of sex toys, like we will talk amongst ourselves and be like, you just end up knowing which one you use all the time, you know, mm. and so then that's like a pretty good indication of what, um, you know, what might be coming next or what might be yeah. a, mm. a crowd pleaser. Mm. Or like what parts of what toy are kind of like, you know, yeah. I heard some crazy stat. I don't know, a couple of years ago or something that there's like a large percentage of women that can't orgasm easily or can't orgasm at all. Is this the case? And how kind of important is clitoral stimulation as part of that? Yeah, I think what we, I mean, for starters, Joe and I will be the first to say that we know, um, we know sex birds. We are like the facilitators <laughs> of the conversation, but having talked to and interviewed on our podcast and on Instagram lives and Facebook lives and stuff like mm. I think and even from you know personal experiences yeah a huge a huge percentage of women like struggle to orgasm or um, some as a percentage who have never or feel like they can't but from our conversations with um, the likes of say Morgan Penn she's a sexologist in Auckland or even Emily Wrights she's based down in Wellington um, we know that for example like it can take 40 minutes for a woman to feel like to be fully engorged is the term but to be like fully turned on and the reality of like if you think about your sexual experiences and like how quickly they might happen or the emphasis on foreplay or it's like it's like I don't know is it like 60% of women need clitoral stimulation to get off Joe like it's huge yeah I thought it was more than that yeah if you think about like if you know maybe a one night stand or something like how much clitoral stimulation is actually happening like I don't know a few minutes like it's not the it's not the full 40 minutes and it's often like penetratively focused so I think for us it's like yeah huge 
that's like the reality perhaps right now or what's common but for us it's like okay well how can we then like um help women feel confident and more comfortable about like asking for like you know a discovering what they like themselves or what gets themselves off and then b like how can we show that to other people because it's not it's like our own responsibility you can't just wait for society to change you know (laughs) like it's up to us to actually give the direction and a lot of our audience will say that they struggle with a little bit of confidence in that area so it's our job to help push that ball forward a bit I think at the I think at the start when we first launched as well we we thought we were launching a sex toy brand you know but um it was only like a matter of a month or so when we realized it was just so much bigger than that because you know we had people people were so comfortable from the start like you take so long as a brand to build trust um, for people to open up to you. But from the get-go, um, yeah, we were just bombarded with messages of like really personal stuff. But one of the common things is blaming your partner for not uh, being able to orgasm. You know, oh, my gosh, my partner can't make me right. orgasm and stuff like this. And it's like, well, you know, these women, because if you knew what you liked yourself, right, and you were um, comfortable with the conversation to let them know what you like and everything like that, it's going to be a lot easier than just expecting someone to like magically <laughs> do what you like, you know? So, um, yeah, so definitely making that conversation easier for, for people was high on the list. And I remember a conversation I had really early on with one of my like closest friends and I don't even, well, we're obviously talking about girls get off or something. <laughs> and I'd said something about masturbation or I'd said, you know, great for stress relief. I don't know. I said something like that. And she said, what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what are you not masturbating all the time? I'm like, how did you get through uni? And she was like, no, I've never done that. She was like 25, 26. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is some secret club that I haven't known about it because, you know, all the other girls in the room are like, yeah, of course. And it's like in that moment I realised, I was like, duh, like you think you know everything or like, you know, sometimes you haven't thought about, like you don't know what you don't know, especially when it's something that's really private and you do with yourself or even if it's like sex with a partner, like unless you have these conversations, you just never know. So part of what we do as well is like um, just like, opening people's minds up to possibilities be like oh you should try this maybe masturbate people are watching the confessions with their partners going maybe we could try that like because otherwise I don't know unless you're actively looking for it like you won't even question it it'll just be like your normal way of living they've they've sent a message to our group chat right when our (laughs) confessions started because after a couple of weeks of doing these Sunday confessions it's like Somebody said something about rimming. She was like, well, "Did you? Were you like, what's rimming or something? <laughs> oh, oh, what's a rim job? Yeah, somebody said something about a rim job. Hey, and you're like, what's a rim job? Well, I'm I like, think what? I was just, yeah, I was like, <laughs> you were like, realize so many people were doing this. I'm like, this might be my new favorite thing. How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, I think not only for us, for a lot of people, those confessions have kind of normalized. Um, you know, just just trying things as well, you know. It was, we definitely started to see a pattern like it would be like, oh, um, we had a dinner party and my husband bent me over the kitchen table or something. And then the following week we'd have three <laughs> people write in like, 
my husband bent me over the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell that they're like getting inspo from the week before. It's so funny. I love that. That's cool. And I mean, you guys created the space for people to be able to share that, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Those little nuggets come out. I love that. And there's something really nice about people feeling that they can share. And, and I think just in life in general, when we when we share things and when we open up and when we're really honest about what we're doing or where we're at, then there's like a freedom and a release that comes with that. And then it also normalizes it for other people. Oh, her husband bent her over. Yeah, all right. All right, Abby, let's yeah. go, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It became the new dinner prep thing for a while there, I think. And <laughs> there was another thing that was trending as well. Oh, was it the rim jobs trend- trending? Oh, probably. So. Yeah. yeah. Every week we get like pegging. I, that's like a oh, pegging. What's pegging? I don't know what pegging is. What is so that? So like if someone oh. wears a, like a strap on, so often, honestly, I think every week someone pegs their boyfriend um, <laughs> and it's just like, it's just, we're, it's so normalized for us now. We're like, oh, there we go again. You know, like it's all, yeah, it's all go. But it's good. Like I say, you just, people wouldn't, um, people wouldn't, think of these possibilities on their own necessarily and it also is helpful in those partner situations where you can go oh would you try that you know and not not feel like you're the one bringing it up but there's this third party that is starting the conversation for you mm. in some ways that's probably even a good thing you know it's like oh someone else has done this thing. instead of being like <laughs> yeah. i want to do this you know yeah <laughs> like you're the only person in the world who would want to do that you know totally yeah. yeah it's like a like a leave pass or something um yeah i remember Actually, recently, um, one of my friends was talking about a squirting mat, and I was like, "Oh yeah, a squirting mat." <laughs> and and I'm I'm visualizing like a mouse pad size thing, like a literally <laughs> a tiny mat, and I'm like, "How is that going to work? <laughs> like that doesn't seem like it's going to work at all." And then I I just, I just pondered it for a while, then and, and then a few weeks later it came up again. I realized it's this giant blanket, you know, and it's like, okay, <laughs> that makes a bit more sense. Now I'm like, hmm, yeah, maybe there's something there. We could use that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm probably answering my own question here, but to me, that feels like how we normalize female pleasure. It's by those kind of conversations and people talking about the things that they're doing, whether they're pegging or whether they're pogoing or whatever else they're up to. <laughs> to me, that feels like how we normalize it. But I'm curious, like, what else can we do in that space to make this kind of conversation really normal and say, hey, Let's get some orgasms happening across the country, across the world, because we need them. Yeah, well, I think that's what we're trying to think of every day is <laughs> more ideas on how to make that happen. Yeah, and the, yeah. Power is, the power is in the words. Like whenever we, you know, whenever we talk to experts or something, like it ultimately comes down to communication and, and our, you know, as Joe's mentioned, it's back to how can, we, how can we start the conversation? Like, you know, I'm thinking of an instance I had literally like a month ago where someone came up to me and said, oh, my gosh, I don't even think I've orgasmed before ever until you had your toy. And that's like not even uncommon. And like this person was, I don't know, in her forties or something. And she just had no idea until she'd used the toy. So again, it's back to that, like, so just, you just don't know what you don't know, or like you've just assumed, or you've never really talked about it. So um, yeah, the more that we can, the more that we can get the word out there, the better. And then I'm sure more ideas will come from that too. (laughs) Yeah, uh, sometimes my partner says to me, she's like, Alex, you have an orgasm in a few days. I think that's your problem right now. Like, <laughs> yes, that's correct. 
I'm into that immediately. <laughs> it's true, it. you know, like sometimes you just end up in this this way and then, yeah, you have an orgasm and you're like, ah, oh, the world's actually fine. Life's free. <laughs> it's a great thing. It's free, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. What, are, what would you guys say to someone who has kind of thought about getting involved with buying some sort of sex toys but hasn't really dived in? What are your kind of top tips to get started? I don't know if this is really top tips, but this is kind of what the angle of our whole business was around when we thought about it, you know, like, um, and the Missy Mini that we started with, she's an external toy. So that takes a lot of the intimidation out of it for, especially when you're like, when, you know, you're in your late thirties or 40s and you've never used toys, you know, like, I feel like as the younger generation comes along and it's more normalized and stuff, you kind of just, you'd feel a lot more comfortable, I think, with, you know, a bit of a range at the start. But definitely for somebody that I know I'm, you know, late 30s and it's been taboo my whole life. Like it's been like a a thing that you don't do, you don't talk about, it isn't normal and stuff. And I think the Missy Mini was like definitely the ideal like beginner, that type of beginner toy. Just, yeah, apart from being super cute (laughs) she is she's she's not intimidating at all you know you can you can start around your clit like you don't even just need to go like bam straight it it's such a nice kind of gentle way to start exploring but I think probably before you even buy a toy to explore yourself is so important you know and get to know yourself get to know where you like to be touched and everything else is probably a massive one for yeah being comfortable good place anything else with i would just say as well like um i guess as with anything like how can you learn more like i think following people like morgan penn cam fraser the love drive like all these different people who talk about this really great content i think there's the g-spot there's chantelle otten like there's so many people that are experts in this field with like a wealth of information that they post this content you go oh i hadn't thought about it like that before and it's not even like it's it's just in general like sexual in terms of self-love or masturbation or partner sex like it's just in general great content that's I think it's really wholesome it opens your eyes to things it's not too intense you can kind of you know consume as much or as little as you like but I think having now been in this space for a while I think that content is awesome and it changes your yeah it'll open your eyes to different stuff and it helps with your self-pleasure and your um, sexual experiences with other people too Mm. yeah 100% and um Shout out to Cam Fraser and Chantel Otten. I've had them both on and there's some really great information in those podcasts if anyone wants to go back and listen. Some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, cool. All right. If there's one more thing you could share with everyone whilst we've got them here listening intently, what would it be, guys? Oh, that's a big question. I think (laughs) free range, baby. Free range. Um, Consume some good content like be open to learning learning more about yourself and like make it exciting like it's it's interesting and then yeah figure out ways that is particularly for women that like 
I don't know, what are some things that you can do to and to make it easier for you to feel confident and asking for what you want? Because, um, yeah, great pleasure is out there and possible. We've just got to figure out how to kind of activate it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I also think in terms of a relationship, not that either of us are in one, <laughs> but um, I would definitely, I love the idea of, um, you know, the doing like a sexual bucket list together as well you know how like there's all these things that are coming up on social media now and on our confessions and everything like that and I think it's a really good way to get on kind of like a level um, with your partner you know and have that conversation before you're even in the room so you know what you know your limits are what you're okay about trying and so on I think that's a good one to do too for those coupled up people out there that do relationships better than us. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Sit down and talk about it. Communicate, I think, is something really coming mm. through. Talking to you guys, like just open up the conversation, talk about it, communicate with each other, communicate with yourself, you know. Yeah. What you and need it definitely to. doesn't need to be as awkward as just like sitting down at the dinner table and trying to bring up something, you know, like there's just so many ways that you can go about it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't just like buy a dildo and then just like put it on the dinner table. It's like, I want to use this. Like, yeah, that might not yeah. be the best. Yeah. <laughs> read the room. <laughs> yeah, read the room. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, Cool. All right. If people want to find out more about you guys and what you do and Girls Get Off, where can they find you? Girls get off. Yeah, girls get <laughs> off on um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we have a Facebook group for girls only called Girls Get Off Uncensored. That is a great place. And we also have the Girls Get Off podcast. And I think that's about it. We've got a burner account as well. So GGO underscore burner, I think on Instagram. That's where we post all the um, stuff that if we <laughs> hopefully won't get our, well, if it gets our account banned, it's fine on the burner account but just so it doesn't affect the main account um and i think that's about <laughs> it <laughs> nice nice well thank you guys so much for coming on um i'm gonna put your info in show notes so people can click through and check out what you guys do and um yeah it's been a pleasure having you guys on awesome Perfect. thank you so much alex Ciao. thanks alex if you're enjoying the podcast please leave a review and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes <laughs>